Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Long awaited bipartisan infrastructure bill has passed 69 to 30. Do we know what's in it? Do we know what the chances are in the House? And if President Biden signs it, do we know what it means for you and me? Let's go beyond the headlines of what is being hailed as a win for the president for bipartisanship. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. As we've been covering throughout the day today, earlier, the United States Senate passed the $1.2 trillion infrastructure deal. Uh, That bill will now proceed on to the House, uh, where it has a little bit of an uncertain fate. I think its fate is really going to be tied uh, to part two of this drama, uh, which is beginning to unfold even as we speak today back in our nation's capital with the unveiling of the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package that uh, only the Democrats have worked on and cobbled together and which will likely be voted on uh, in the probably the next 24 to 48 hours, I would guess, uh, after a an extensive uh, little exercise called Votorama, where a lot of amendments get put on the floor. Most are voted down and cast aside, and then the, the final vote takes place when everyone is tired and exhausted, usually about uh, 2 or 3 in the morning. Uh, but let's go through what uh, what today actually means and where it goes from here. Uh, let's start with uh, the actual passing of the bill itself. Again, earlier in the day today, it was uh, Vice President Kamala Harris uh, sitting in the chair presiding over the United States Senate, which is one of the duties of the vice president. I don't think it gets used nearly enough. We'll save that conversation for another day. Uh, but here's Vice President Harris uh, counting the votes and announcing passage of the bill. On this vote, the yeas are 69, the nays are 30. The bill, as amended, is passed. And the bill is passed just moments ago. President Biden held a press conference. He thanked uh, the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, He thanked the Republicans who were willing to do a bipartisan work, uh, despite the opposition that they faced. Uh, Here's the president of the United States just moments ago. I want to thank those senators who worked so hard to bring this agreement together. I know it wasn't easy. For the Republicans who supported this bill, you showed a lot of courage. And I want to personally thank you for that. And I've called most of you on the phone to do just that. You have, and no doubt you will, disagree with me on many issues. But where we can agree, we should. And here on this bill, we prove that we can still come together to do big things, important things for the American people. All right. The president went on to say that the bill represents the voice of the people, uh, represents doing the hard work of democracy. 
I truly believe that this bill proves the voice of the people will be heard. And we can all come together to make a difference in people's lives. As you heard me say it before, and I apologize for repeating it, but there are no Republican bridges or Democratic roads. This is a moment that lives beyond the headlines, beyond partisan sound bites, beyond the culture of instant outrage, disinformation, and conflict as entertainment. This is about us doing the real hard work of governing. This is about democracy delivering for the people. This is about winning the future. It's about doing our job. So interesting uh, to note, uh, historically, the uh, the passage of this particular bill actually had a, mi- a higher margin of victory in the Senate than the original highway bill. Uh, what was that, 60, 70 years ago? Uh, so uh, an interesting win there for the president. Now, the, the politics of it got really interesting. Almost immediately following the passage of the bill, a number of the Republicans— who were part of the bipartisan effort, quickly, lightning fast, uh, took to their social media channels uh, to frame it for the people of their state. Uh, In particular, those who happened to be up for re-election next year uh, were very swift to come out and justify uh, their efforts on it. Senator Bill Cassidy from Louisiana Uh, took to his uh, YouTube page to let the people of Louisiana know that this bill really was good for them. Senator Bill Cassidy here with great news. The Senate just passed a bipartisan infrastructure deal. It will create all kinds of jobs. It will help Americans and those of us in Louisiana tired of long commutes. It will help with flood protection. It will help with coastal restoration, weatherization of homes, many other things. Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska also was very swift to the social channels, uh, went to her YouTube page, touting the bill as an investment in Alaska and in America's future. This is legacy infrastructure. This is this is building for our future. This is leveraging today's dollars for investments for the long term. These are not dollars that will go out that will cause a greater inflationary impact because these are dollars again that are really working to to address the the supply side and and an appreciation if you will that uh, what we are proposing what we hope will be signed in into law here is is again an investment in America Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee uh, was swift to the stage, and uh, she commended her colleagues uh, for trying to come together with a uh, a more bipartisan approach to things. But in the end, she said, this is just not good for the people of my state. They wanted to have something they said would be bipartisan. So I commend those that tried to work in a bipartisan manner. They did not deliver a product that Tennesseans want to see. And then Senator Blackburn went on to say she was hoping for a, a much more basic infrastructure bill uh, and felt that uh, this bill really had a lot of liberal agenda components baked into it that nobody was really keeping an eye on. We wanted infrastructure, roads and bridges and highways and ports and rivers and railways and runways and broadband. But what we've got is a little bit of that and a whole lot of the Green New Deal. 
So again, still a lot of conflict going on there, and the debate will continue. As we mentioned, the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill is now on the floor of the Senate and will be debated. Amendments will be offered over the coming 24 to 48 hours, and a final vote will be taken there. Then it will move on to the House, uh, which uh, we'll continue to watch and see uh, how they're going to play all of this. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has continued to press that it has to be both of these bills coming across uh, or she's not going to take them up. And so that's a really interesting thing coming out of the House. Uh, Some of the liberal wing of the Democratic Party has also been pushing back, saying that these uh, two bills simply don't go far enough in terms of climate change and some other uh, parts of their agenda. So we're going to continue to watch all of this. Uh, This represents a massive amount of spending uh, in our country. We're going to look at the impacts of that. What does that mean and why? And uh, we'll continue to break that down as we move forward this week on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.